everyone, I'm Madeline Park, stylist and vintage fashion hound. I believe everything has a story, whether it be clothes or the people that wear them. It's needless to say that 2020 has been a challenging year for most, but a personal highlight has been finding my new creative home in the historic district of Potts Point in Sydney. For season three of Style Stories, I wanted to honour this vibrant community and celebrate coming together. What better way to do this than to partner with a community organisation that brings life and laughter to those who need it most, like the Wayside Chapel, the heart and soul of Potts Point, a Sydney village which has been likened to New York and Paris. Like these great cities, Wayside joyfully embraces diversity and brings together all walks of life in many creative ways, but notably through its op shop which is renowned for being a treasure trove of donated designer digs, as well as a vital source of support for this organisation. Of course, I talk all things style with my guests this season. However, I also hope to honour their stories by highlighting their contribution to community, not only through their creative pursuits, but by looking good, feeling good, and most significantly, doing good. Today, I'm chatting with Tyrell Dulvari, a proud Irigunji man and a dancer with the Bangara Dance Company. Bangara's mission is to create inspiring experiences that change society. However, Tyrell is doing this all on his own. Hailing from far north Queensland, Tyrell has always dreamt big and dance has been his vehicle to see the world. While Tyrell embraces his history and connection to family, Dance has given him the spin to express his unique flair for fashion and be a source of inspiration to those who want to embrace the bold and the beautiful. Tyrell has recently found himself at home in Potts Point, a place where he still dreams big and is able to dance to the beat of his own drum. In keeping with his penchant for a little rock and roll, I've styled Tyrell in a staple black singlet and Zara pleather pants, but maintained his unique edge with a gold lame blazer sourced from the Wayside Chapel op shop. I hope you can sit back, relax, and enjoy listening to Tyrell's story. Hi Tyrell, thank you so much for joining me today. I guess you know that I was really uh, keen to find a dancer to interview for this season of Style Stories and we happened to meet by chance. Um, Obviously, this is my new creative home and you came to visit me at Pocket Studios just to have a look at the studio and we got to have a chat Um, and so I was very excited to (laughs) actually meet you. Um, This season, we're talking about the Potts Point community. So it was just almost serendipitous that you were also a Potts Point resident. Mm-hmm. Um, but going with that flavour, I want to start our conversation about community and about how you've grown up. Um, and I understand you come from a really big family, right? Like your yeah. dad's one yeah. of five and your mum's one of 15. Is that right? Yeah, my dad is one of four and my mum is one of 13 or 14. Right. So, yeah. huge family. Huge family. Almost a community within itself. Yeah. Tell me about what it was like growing up in such a large... So, I, I grew up in Cairns. Um, I'm, a, I'm an Irukandji man and um, that's from my mum's bloodline. Right. Um, and, yeah, I grew up in Cairns, far north Queensland in Innisfail. And, um, yeah, I just had family around me all the time and, 
that's how I grew up. My best friends were my cousins and, you know, we all went to school together. We were all around the same age uh, for some of us. I I think there's like about 50 of us first cousins. (laughs) So, um, yeah, community. We all lived around each other as well. So whenever we needed anything, we would always go over to our aunties or uncles' places um, and help ourselves. Um, but yeah, it was it was always family. Family yeah. was everything, and it, it still is for me. I've been away from home for ten years now, mm. and um, and I, I miss them. And you know, but I still keep in contact, and I try to get back there every year. So, in in terms of your specific family, like where do you sit? How many siblings do you have? I have three older sisters yep. and one younger brother. Right. So yeah. So within this massive, beautiful clan of people, how did you kind of find yourself or sense of identity as a kid? How did you kind of etch away at that? Yeah, I th- see. All my sisters are well, my. The sister above me, she's about eight years older than me. So me and my brother came a bit after. And, um, yeah, I I always thought of myself as the big brother and, you know, I had to kind of be responsible and stuff. And growing up, I I was a bit of a chubby kid, so I got bullied a lot. Um, Really? Yeah, which uh, had a lot of um, stuff on my confidence. Mm. Um, So I, I would for my style and the way that I, I was growing up, you know, I was always conscious about my body and my body weight and what I looked like. So I'd try and cover up as much as I could. And then I guess once I got into high school, you know, I tried I started experimenting with, you know, body piercing and, and colored hair and, you know, trying to find yourself and experiment with these things. Um, But yeah, it's, I've, I feel like when I look back at old photos, there's just so there's so much like that I I'm like, oh, you tried it, but it didn't work, and we'll leave that in the past. Yeah, then. yeah. Well, they're teenagers, aren't they? That's yeah. what they're they're made for to experiment. Yeah. So as a kid, if you were close, something that you resisted because it was kind of a way of showing more of yourself, or was it something? Did you have any attachments to any? items of clothing because they felt safe or happy for you or yeah I liked I liked a lot of baggy clothes I liked um I I always wanted you know the sports branded um clothing because at that time you know it was like Nike and Adidas and Reebok um and and because you know I don't I don't my family did couldn't afford that all the time so You know, once I had my first job, the first thing I went and bought with my paycheck, you know, um, I went and bought these Nike uh, sneakers and they were my like pride and my love and I loved them. They were like white and they had a gold tick on it. So, yeah. Was that Um, a symbol of something for you? Like to be able to buy those? Was that like? Yeah, that was like you're, you're you're earning your own money and treat yourself and you know this is what I looked this is what I wanted when I was younger and because I it was trendy you know people wore that all the time that's what you saw in music videos and on tv and in the commercials and so yeah it was it was nice to have um that I that piece of item that you know that 
you could just feel confident in yeah as well and was i guess a bit iconic like you know in terms of the branding and a symbol of like attainment for you you know yeah. that you've been able to go and get that yourself and yeah you know the fact that it's even a gold tick yeah know? yeah like- <laughs> definitely definitely it was just yeah it was a it was something that i achieved and i was just very happy to have it and yeah as i got older i kind of once i got that taste of like if i can you know if i can do this like make my own money i could buy nice things for myself and my family always taught me to look after what I had you know Mm. because um how did they teach you that what they just yeah as growing up you know my my dad's family I I was a lot with my dad's family as well um Mm -hmm. uh my auntie so my dad is um Malaysian as well he's Aboriginal Malaysian German yeah and um and we had a lot of that practice and that discipline as well growing up um me and my brother and um so my aunties, my bibbies, they would always, um, you know, t- teach me the value of money and the value of items. And, mm. you know, when we would go to the shops, my auntie would be like, uh, you can only get two things today because, yeah. you know, it, you know, that's all we have. We can afford or, you know, if you're good. And it was also on behavior as well. Like, you know, you had to show that, you know, you earned it and mm. stuff. So, um, yeah. And in terms of your the cultural black backgrounds you've referenced, um, how did that kind of – well, how does that uh, in play into your sense of identity even as a kid? Did that – in terms of how you represented yourself, how did that influence you? Um, I just – I feel like it's just another, another part of me as well, like mm. – um, you know, like all these, all these different brands and clothing and, um, yeah, whether they're sports or, um, just trends, stuff that are trending, you know, like I enjoy wearing them because it expresses another side of me that, you know, is not just my, um, cultural heritage, mm. you know, even though I, I love repping, you know, everything that I am. Yeah. Um, it was just something to add also to me and when when I'm able to wear the stuff, you know, like when you look at me and I'm down the street, like I am Aboriginal mm. and I'm Malaysian and German and I'm all these things. And But then when I get to put a piece of um, clothing or something else on me, that's another interest that people can see that I like and what I'm about. Yeah, yeah. a different layer of uh, identity for you. Yeah. yeah, and just feeling as well, like, yeah. So one of the things I read about you was that you said when you were a kid you um, aspired to be either a pro wrestler <laughs> or a backup dancer for Beyonce. <laughs> it's quite a big contrast. <laughs> yeah. You, can you go through that a bit more with me, please? Um, okay, <laughs> so... I still want to be both yeah. when I grow up. I would love to do either. Yeah. Um, sign me up. Um, so my my dad um, watched a lot of movies and I was there with him and I'd watch a lot. We'd watch a lot of action movies, superhero movies, um, martial arts films. So mm-hmm. when, um, yeah, and then I guess, you know, the WWE and WWF, the yeah. World Wrestling Federation yeah. came in, you know, like I was exposed to that and, just the whole dramatics about it and, you know, they had an entrance and they had a look and a costume and a character to themselves. I was just 
so you know like into it and I followed it and I still follow it today yeah um but um yeah I I want to be that because I feel like I could portray a character and then also come back as Tyrell yeah um but yeah that's my that's my wrestling dream like right and and yeah it's just drama 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 and (laughs) definitely performance based but there's a an extreme masculinity to it and it was funny because when you were when we were talking about today and you know preparing for the styling element of um our interview you all your references are people like Lenny Kravitz and Grace Jones and Prince you know people that are kind of renowned for embracing extreme masculinity and femininity and really bringing them together um and I was when I read that you you know you (laughs) you wanted to be a wrestler and a backup dancer for Beyonce I was like oh here is that contrast yet again is that a fair kind of assessment of what you're attracted to or your kind of sense of style yeah definitely also like in the wrestling um world like now in today there is also you know you have these feminine men and fem- uh, masculine men like yeah and it, it's the same with women you know where they're trying to empower the women to uh you know be on the same level as the male wrestlers so right um i find and with beyonce you know she She's a queen, but then she's also a king as well. Yeah. Like, she don't muck around. She's, she's a boss. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I feel like, yeah, that's I, – I love both. I love playing both. And, yeah. um, and I think that that's who I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's, there's that nice costume kind of performance element, but that prevailing through it's this sense of strength. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So growing up, as you said, as a teenager, you kind of experimented with a few styles fashion wise and, you know, personally, but you, you did the same work wise, right? You were a bit of a jack of all trades. You were a baker, worked at a hardware store. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I tried it all. And and I I guess that was really humbling for my growth as Mm. well. Um, Because yeah, you... My, my family taught me, you know, like, you need to make a living. You need to make sure that you have a roof over your head. Like, at the end of the day, like, where are you going to live if we're not all here? Yeah. And I, uh, and I took that into consideration and I explored all these different careers and job opportunities that I could and, um, and, and just really tried to understand and, and find what I um, enjoyed doing. Yeah. And um, I think... I have, it it has been really good for me because customer service is something that, you know, is very important and it, it, it teaches you how to communicate to everybody, Mm. everybody. So I feel like, yeah, that's something that I've learned. Yeah. I I will get to that a little bit later because I want to talk about embracing all walks of life yeah. uh, which is a bit of a theme through this uh season of style stories um but you tried everything and then how did you come to dance because my understanding is it was a bit of an accident wasn't it you would were- yeah yeah I so um the way that I came into dance you know like I was working on the radio in Cairns uh for an indigenous uh radio station and I went to this expo um careers expo fogs former origin greats 
And um, and I was I was there to interview different people and to uh, get that information out to the community of Cairns and you know to that generation as well. Um, and I came across this performing arts school and I signed up. Yeah. And it was just like oh well, I can give it a try. I I really enjoyed um, growing up. I, I really enjoy seeing people dance and sing and it's part of my culture, you know, like yeah. when, when we got to family gatherings and everything, you know, there'd be, um, we'd have our celebrational dances and, um, even cause I went to a really multicultural primary school as well. You know, there were, um, not only Aboriginal kids, there was Torres Strait, PNG, Cook Island, Samoan. Yeah. So, and every time we'd have like a multicultural kind of festival at the school, like we got to see each other's you know cultures and mm. celebrate their dances and songs and and food as well food was a big thing yeah um, so Cause you, you you aspired to be a chef at some point didn't you yeah there was yeah. one point where <laughs> I studied um to be a chef like food works and hospitality and TAFE yeah um yeah um so so you 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 went and and um you to this expo and uh you yeah you I came signed across up to, the stool to and I just signed up. Had you danced before or no? So in high school, um, I changed. I moved a lot as a kid. Right. Um, I think just you know my uh, my parents split up at a young while while I was you know going through high school. So okay. I was always constantly moving around after that um, with my mom, with my dad, on myself. Just trying to, you know, find Look out. find a purpose, I guess, like in what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, whether I was going to stay in Cairns or move and travel. And I, and I always wanted to travel, you know. Like I had um, some cousins that really influenced me. My sister, mm. she, uh, Larissa, she moved out of Cairns as well. Right. So what does had, Larissa do? She works in government, right? But she she went away and she studied um, in uni in Brisbane, and yeah. then she was down in Sydney, I think, for about nine or ten years. And then once I moved down, she moved back up okay. to north. Oh. So, <laughs> but um, yeah. yes, I in high school, you know, I I kind of got a bit of a taste um, in in my senior years. Mm. They had a dance um, a dance subject selective, and and I. I was over accounting and all of, <laughs> all of my like, um, academic studies, I was just like, I'm over it. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm sick of reading. I'm sick of all of this. And I yeah. just want to do practical things. And I think that I found, I found myself then I was like, Oh, I'm more of a practical learner. And mm. once I got into the dance class, I was really shy. I wasn't really a dancer then, but mm. everybody around me really influenced me. So I was like, Oh, I want to be able to do that. I yeah. love this. And then... Did you have, a, like, a natural movement that they were attracted to? Like, because how... I imagine it would be so competitive to get into... Well, no, not really, because there was not a lot of boys doing it. Right, okay. Yeah, there was yeah. Um, two of us, two of us guys that were in that one class. Yeah. So, in my age group as well. Yeah. And I went to Cairns High, and it, it's a big school, so... Just having the two boys yeah. in this one class was, yeah, it, it was easy to get into, I guess. But um, I had a beautiful teacher who who kind of nurtured me through it and made me feel comfortable um, doing it as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though I did not know what I was doing. Yeah. What kind of dance was it? Um, so we touched on a lot of, a lot of dance repertoire. Right. Um, 
from Elvin Ailey to Graham Murphy um, to ballet. Yeah. You know, like, and that was so foreign to me. Like, I had no idea. But um, I also did a bit of cheerleading in high school too. Oh, so once, once another, once the cheer teacher saw me that I had joined that that dance class, you know, and I was interested in um, interested in it. She asked me if I could go and do the cheerleading and throwing girls up and yeah. catching them, and so I, I got into that. And I, I was I felt like I was a part of something then. Like yeah. I really had started finding my my friends and people that related to me. Yeah, um, is that when you? started to experiment more with how you looked and yep. had the confidence to do that. Yeah, definitely. Then yeah. I just I just started trying stuff and mm. um and then yeah, after high school I I got accepted into um the Aboriginal Centre of Performing Arts in Brisbane. Yeah. And I flew down and then yeah, I was there for 3 years. Yeah. Uh and then I I went to uh Perth and I worked with a dance company there yeah. and I was back and forth from Perth and um, Brisbane for two years. Yeah. And then I, because I only trained, like I, I started from the beginning mm. when I was 17. Yeah, so. which is late for a dancer, right? Yeah. yeah. And and I had amazing teachers at this um, School of Performing Arts in mm. Brisbane. Like I had some of the, like um, the great teachers, like great dancers and professionals mm. in their time and, um and they were very patient and very nurturing and yeah, I just went with it. Yeah. And I trained a bit harder and once I had once I found out that Sydney Dance had a pre professional program and it was it was a year of training and also exploring other facets of contemporary dance. Mm. Um I thought I'd try out for it. I was really nervous. I didn't think, you know, I would be in it mm. but I, I got accepted in it and I did that for the year and um I didn't actually finish because I was offered a job right on the road and at that time you know I didn't know if I was promised to have a job after that course so right. again I didn't come I don't come from money so it was like just go with work and yeah you know just try and get something for the next step yeah and um yeah so Obviously, your family's been a big kind of defining part of who you were while you were in Cairns and part of your motivation to mm. dance was to travel and move around. As you moved around Australia, and I know you've travelled all over the world with dance now, how did you um, find more of your sense of self in that? Did you, breaking away from everything you knew, did that kind of influence you more in terms of... Yeah, I, I felt like... Once I had broken away, you know, there was, um, I could, I could explore without being embarrassed and, mm. you know, I, I found confidence in, in myself and just trying things. And I had, um, beautiful friends ar around me that also supported that as well yeah. and, um, encouraged it. So I, w I wasn't doing it by myself. So it was, yeah, it was nice to have that support and that surrounding and then, when I got to a point where I was like, well, I want to do it like this. Yeah. Then I came into myself and I was like, I can do what I want to do and yeah. how I feel. And, and I just, yeah. And I had, I have, I found the confidence to finally just be me. Yeah. 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 How does that kind of come out in the way you represent yourself? Does 
Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Well, like, is it more extreme in your clothing or, you know, do you find like like you know, the beautiful kind of Lurex gold jacket that you're wearing? Were you more inclined to kind of try to wear things like that that you would have already loved but potentially felt like it was too much at home or, you know, is, yeah. is that... A f- yeah. Yeah. I, I guess like in Brisbane and I started studying dance, you know, there's... um costume involved as well and Mm. you know you're exposed to musical theater so when I started seeing a lot of musical theater and costuming I was like why can't I wear this just to go and get some bread and milk down the road like what's the harm in that like so what happens when you go home now and you you do wear that kind of stuff how does your family deal with that they they get a bit inspired and they're like oh can I wear them shorts? You yeah. Know, like, <laughs> and, and that's the culture, like, you know, because when I was back home growing up, we were always given hand-me-downs as well. Yeah, like, right. it was just sharing and, you know, that kind of stuff. So now when I go back home, it's like, oh, I like what you're wearing and, you know, can I borrow that and can I wear that? And I just, yeah, sure, you can have these earrings, you can have that. Yeah. Like, it's just, it, I find it's, um, yeah, I feel like I go back home and I bring... A level of excitement. Yeah, excitement and, yeah. and fun. And joy. It, yeah, enjoy. Like, have fun. Yeah, it's like, so nice. Yeah. Um, so, speaking about the performance part of it, I know you've travelled with Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about that. Tell me about that experience. That must have been kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, so, working with Hugh, like, he w- from from day one when I met him, he was just so engaged, so beautiful, so humble. Um, he's his like, work ethic is amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's just a beautiful person. And I, I really thank him for, for him being him. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes like when you meet people, they're not what you think they are, like yeah. how they are on TV and stuff. So yeah, it, it was it was beautiful, and and I'm such a fan of X Men as well. Growing up, you know, right. like to see the Wolverine in human form, it was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Hugh Jackman is that guy that, like, you know, as an Australian watching him on, you know, chat shows or what have you, you're like, oh, he's like the perfect Australian man. Like he he's he seems so generous and so kind and humble, like you're saying. And so it's really nice to know that he is actually yeah. all and those very, things. He's very in understanding, life. you know, yeah. like it takes a lot for someone to, you know, understand and hear from different sides of stories and stuff. So um yeah, and he knew like he he knew my name and he recognized my face so when he said mm. oh hi Tyrell like how are you I was like you, you're talking to me like <laughs> yeah I'm I'm doing good how how are you, are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so you, you you toured with him on Broadway to Oz is that yeah. right um is that the first kind of musical theater you did or like what no so back in Cairns I did I did I was a part of the Coral Society's right. um, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and that, and that was, you know, such a pivotal moment as well in my performing time because I got to dance. I got to do a bit of a solo. I did a lot of partnering. It was colourful, yeah. costumes galore. Yes, like, yeah. And it was, just, it was just so much fun and, and that 
that group of people were amazing to work with. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And so, again, one of the references you gave me that you love in terms of fashion inspiration is cabaret. Yeah. Is that all kind of feeding into the same thing? Like, in, in those experiences, is that where you've kind of come to love that sense of dance and costume? Definitely, definitely. I loved, um, you know, uh, in dance and stuff, learning about musical theatre, there was Bob Fosse right. as well, like, and he was such a game changer in the industry and he's so quirky and his style. So the, all the, a lot of the costumes from that cabaret era of uh, Sweet Charity and yeah. all of that, you know, like, it was just mind-blowing to me and I was like, wow, like, that's so cool, like, how quirky things can be and, yeah, just that kind of style and era, I was really into it and they were so empowering as well like they were fierce and, yeah and they had color and yeah 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 and so now you're with bangara and you've been with them since 2016, since 2016 yeah. Yeah. yeah um and you know that as a dance company they're known for contributing to community by beautiful storytelling mm-hmm. um so and you know part of what we're talking about today is also that sense of community and I guess in terms of storytelling I've just watched you and witnessed you beautifully dance and you're so sensual in your dancing what story does dance or how you dance tell about you what, what would you how do you say your the way you dance represents I guess I are? guess the way that I dance is just how I feel and how I want to be seen, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. And and I share all of my experiences when I dance, even if I'm um, just creating something on the spot, you know, like I, that's a reflection of stuff that I've been through and what I've done, I guess. Like that's just me being authentic. And I've I've had some, yeah, I, I, I probably... You know, if it, if it's just happening on the spot, you know, it's not like something that I've planned, but mm. it's just the way that I I feel inside and what what I've been through, mm. I guess. Mm. And so, what kind of what are the key messages there? Do you think about who you are? Um, like some of the, those key messages, you know, are like, you know, I I am Tyrell. I come from Irukandji people, and um, I have. I come from a great line of um, people and a community back home in Cairns and then I have everything that I've learnt and people that I've worked with in Brisbane and Perth and mm. and then just even to be overseas, you know, like and, and see what that had to offer and how that has influenced me and um, I guess it's just a sharing of different cultures that I do and and just a sharing of people and if it brings you joy if it brings you anger whatever (laughs) if whatever it makes you feel yeah um yeah I guess I guess you know the messages you know that I when I dance is you know you're allowed to feel and you're allowed to um be vulnerable Mm. um at the same time, you can be time. strong and yeah. confident and, you know, like all these things that I kind of suppressed as a kid. Mm. Um, 
I am today, you know, mm. I'm, I'm here and I'm happy and I am who I am. And well, it was pure joy for me to watch you. <laughs> um, and I, would it be fair to say that all those messages uh, kind of come out, that sense of strength and vulnerability, the contrast of masculinity and femininity that kind of comes out in the way that you represent yeah. yourself in style now as well? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's it. Um, so you've you've travelled and you've participated in these beautiful dance companies and you've only recently landed in Potts Point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Potts Point is a community that um, – and an area that's – got a, a lot of deep history um but celebrates diversity and this season we've partnered with the wayside chapel as you know yeah. and the way they talk about diversity is embracing all walks of life yeah going back to that question how do you um embrace all walks of life in terms of this community or your dance how does that come out in you um it just it's just it. It just comes out like yeah. whether, you know, the it's, I guess it's a feeling as well. And when you wake up in the morning and you want to put something on to make yourself feel good, you know, it's you just embrace it. And yeah. and um, in terms of being in Potts Point, what how come you landed here? What, what attracted you to being in this area? Well, I, I, I moved... I had friends around this area and, and also um, the culture, like the cafe culture, the um, people just have a, their own styles and, you know, and I wanted to dive into that and, you know, be here and yeah. and, to, and to add to it as well, I guess, yeah. you know, like, um, yeah, I'd, I, it must have been something why I picked here like (laughs) you know like I I actually the place that I live in like has a beautiful rooftop so when I am up there and I'm looking at the city and stuff you know like I feel like I I'm in a movie or Mm. you know this is something that I've seen as a kid so it's kind of like a full circle thing as well and yeah it it is a bit like some of the um like uh scenes from various buildings around here you do get that beautiful backdrop of looking back to the city like you're reflecting on it and it is like almost a scene in a movie where I'm creating my own scene yeah that that kid kind of imagining all that they can be yeah um and do you do you feel that do you do you have to stop yourself and go my goodness look at where I'm at and where I've come from and how far yeah Yeah. and yeah and and the one thing that I always think about is you know like I wish I could share this moment with my my family you know and everybody that I've had these talks to or um these dreams with as a kid, you know, like yeah. all my cousins, you know, I wish they saw this. Are they um, Have they moved around or are a lot of them still at home? Some or? of them, some of them have moved and traveled, but um, a lot, you know, have their own families. And yeah. so that's also beautiful, you know, mm. like I, when I get home I, and I also get to share that with the kids, you know, like I get yeah. to show them photos and 
when they hear about Uncle Tyrell and yeah, yeah, that would be beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I was I was very um lucky actually. Last year we got to travel to uh, Cairns right to perform with Bangara. Oh, and beautiful! And so your family did they yeah, get to come? Yeah, yeah. A watch? lot of my family came and watched. Um, mm. So they were like, oh, this is what you do. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. first it was like, oh yeah, you dance. Like, yeah. But they didn't understand to like a point, yeah. I guess, and how important I guess it is and to a level. And I guess it's um, a really beautiful thing to be able to give to the next generation, like you're saying, or the, yeah. like to, yeah. for them to see that this is what their uncle's doing, you know. Yeah, and, um, you could do it. Yeah, and there's there's more there's more to the world, and it it's big, and you know we're going through a crazy point in the world at the moment, but you know like hope. Yeah. There's a lot of hope that, you know, that it'll all change and, yeah, we yeah. can get through it together as a nation. Yeah. And yeah. in terms of your future, your personal future, what kind of, what vision of yourself do you have moving forward? Like, what are you, some of your dreams and goals I guess still? everything. <laughs> I still want to be that wrestler. Still I still want to be Beyonce's, Beyonce's backup yeah, dancer. <laughs> I want to be her backup dancer. You know, I save my pennies to get her <laughs> Ivy Park, you know, like... Um, yeah, I, I want to, I, I love fashion. I'm, I'm still learning. Yeah. Um, I'm still experimenting with things, but at this point in time, I love what I'm doing with myself. Um, yeah, I want to create works of dance, art, theater. Mm -hmm. I love it all. Um, I want to be a dad one day, you know, a father that's, I guess that's my ultimate dream. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to have a stable home, yeah. but, um, yeah. Yeah. And in terms of like the future fashion vision of Tyrell, like as a 70 year old man, hopefully with a big clan around him, how do yeah. you think you'll represent yourself? I want a big wardrobe. <laughs> I want options. Gold lame jackets. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> a lot. Everything. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. I'm down for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, um, I would love to see that for you too. <laughs> thank you, Tyrell, so much for joining me today. Yeah, and thank you for um, having me. Yeah, it's been wonderful to have you in our studio. Thank you. Thank you. To watch Tyrell dance is to hear his story. It's one of strength and vulnerability, introversion and extroversion, history and the future. While Tyrell has found his style by carrying these contrasts, has always been one to embrace diversity in all forms, including aspirations of becoming a pro wrestler versus a backup dancer for Beyonce. Either way, dance has helped define these points of distinction and propelled the performance element in Tyrell's flair for fashion. And while dance has given him the confidence to tell his own story, his connection to family and community is constant and he channels the values of home by always offering a sense of sharing and service in his style. This Christmas, Wayside Chapel will be providing freshly cooked meals and support to the people in need over the entire holiday season. You can donate a plate to help ensure people experiencing homelessness are fed this Christmas at waysidechapel.org.au forward slash donate a plate. If Style Stories made you feel good, please feel free to subscribe, leave a review or explore more of my guest stories on my website or Instagram at mablinpark.co. 
Thanks for listening. 